You're listening to Once, episode 153, Comic-Con and season 4 spoilers. Welcome back to another episode of Once, the unofficial podcast for ABC's TV show, Once Upon a Time. I'm Daniel J. Lewis. I'm Hunter. And I'm Jacqueline. And we're so happy to have you joining us. This is our hiatus episode, and we are going to be a little bit shorter, but don't run away before you think that we're going to spoil everything before you, because we will be talking some non-spoiler stuff at first. If you're not subscribed to the podcast, go to oncepodcast.com, and you can get the show notes for this episode at oncepodcast.com slash 153. We've had an explosion of new information about Once Upon a Time coming out, especially since San Diego Comic-Con just finished. And Hunter and Jacqueline, you guys watched this. I didn't watch it because I didn't want to be spoiled in any way. I like to be a purist in Once Upon a Time watching. But what were some of the non-spoiler things that came out of Comic-Con? Well, I think one of the things that came out was the very first question was about the difference between true love and soulmates and eddie uh Kitsis defined true love as someone you truly love whereas a soulmate is someone you the one person you are supposed to be with uh that's nice of them to define that because we've seen true love interpreted in so many different ways in this series mm-hmm Yeah, and there's been some feedback on this as to whether or not this is a good definition or not, because the way it was kind of worded, people are wondering, is your soulmate more important than true love then? Which seems to kind of fly in the face of the entire show. Mm. So I think it was an interesting answer, to say the least. But at least they finally put a difference between the two. Right. Yeah. And I appreciate that. But it also means that we're going to see probably an even bigger expansion, I would think, of what true love is and different kinds of relationships in season four and beyond. Yes, I would say so. What about uh, Jared Gilmore was there playing or he Mm -hmm. played as Henry. What were some of his responses after especially season three and his different roles that he got to play in season three? He says he loved playing Pan and Because it was like a different character for him. He got to be evil. He said that he would like to... No, that's a spoiler, wouldn't it be? Yeah. No, he loves playing Pan. (laughs) I don't want to give too much away, so... Yeah, you'll be getting into that in a little bit with the spoilers. I heard and saw that Robbie Kay, who played, actually, Peter Pan, is up for a Teen Choice Award for Best TV Villain. So if the oh, awards are still in there voting, yeah, definitely go vote for Robbie Kay because I think he was excellent as the villain. Because he sh- really was. The show is up for three other awards. Great. The award ceremony is on August 10th. I do know that. And it's up for choice show in the fantasy sci-fi category. It's up for choice TV actor in the fantasy sci-fi category for Josh Dallas. And the choice TV actress category for the fantasy sci-fi with Jennifer Goodwin. Awesome. Go vote. Vote early, vote often. Yes. And I know you can vote once a day. And that these guys actually have a really good chance, from what I was reading, because a lot of the the other votes will be split because it's Vampire Diaries and the original, which is kind of the same 
there one is a spinoff of the other show. The question of Rumpel and his addiction to magic came back up again, and Robert Carlyle has said, you know, he he loves Belle, Rumpel loves Belle, and Belle is still his moral center, but Rumpel is very much a slave to magic and still considers Rumpel to be an addict. And, you know, when asked why he did what he did at the end of season three with killing Zelina, that was his answer, is he's still very much tied to the darkness. And Emily DeRaven, who plays Belle, expects that if Belle ever finds out, it's going to devastate her. Do you think we'll see that? Maybe you know, but so maybe I shouldn't ask you this, but I'll speak then and say, I think we'll probably see that in season four. I think we will as well. Yeah, I really think so. I don't think he could hide it that long, especially from her. Speaking of hiding things, there's some kind of tussle that's going to come up probably between Emma and Regina, I'm guessing. There has to be. <laughs> there has to be. I mean, after the whole Marion incident that we saw at the end of last season. Yeah, and Jennifer Morrison, who plays Emma, said that at the end of season three, when Emma learns who she's brought back and how this is going to affect Regina, Emma really wants to try and keep Regina in a good place because she has come so far since uh, the first season and you know, sort of declared herself to be a hero at the end of season three. And it's how do we keep Regina in that place? That's going to be an interesting struggle to see because we've seen Regina trying to be good in the past, but maybe not having quite the proper motivation before. Yeah. And also giving over several times. Right. When Cora came to town, Regina gave in to her dark nature and now that she's had her second chance possibly taken away you know is she going to become the evil queen again that'll be really cool to see to see her struggle and i hope overcome it because i want to see her go back to evil queen again and it just be like a rerun of personalities i agree i mean i think she personally has grown a lot so i don't see her going completely evil again because we've spent the first two seasons growing. Colin O'Donoghue was there at the panel as well. What did he have to say about Hook's character and what was said about some of his acting? Hook said uh, he would have given up anything for Belfire because he loved Neil. He was always, he had goodness in his heart, but it took Emma to bring it out of him. So I think that that shows a completely different side of Hook that we hadn't seen before. Yeah. The actors often have interpretations into their character that maybe sometimes don't come across on screen, and that's why I do like when the actors are given questions like this. You know, I I do think that Hook had his goodness brought out by Emma in the season finale in their time travel escapades. So I think moving forward, we're going to see a bit of a reformed pirate. So strange to think about. <laughs> I wonder if we'll see him change from his normal pirate guard into regular clothes, maybe maybe even exchanging his hook for, I don't know, a flower or something. A flower? <laughs> <laughs> I guess you can't really climb vines if you have a flower for a hand. I mean, he has a fake hand, but you want to give him a flower? <laughs> He's already a big hit with the ladies. What if he comes with a built-in f- a rose? Oh, let, of course. Okay. <laughs> Why don't you try this? 
wear a jacket, pull your hand in, and just walk around with a flower. I would love to see that, Daniel. You have to do that and <laughs> take pictures. The coat has to weigh 50 pounds, though, because apparently <sighs> Colin's pirate coat weighs 50 pounds. Yes. Wow. That's what he said. What about Neil? There Was he there? Was uh, Michael Raymond James? No, he was not there. The moderator, uh, Yvette Nicole Brown, did bring up the question of Neil and if we would see him again. And Eddie's answer is pretty much the answer that you're going to hear whenever this is asked from now on, I think. And it's that Neil will always live on in their hearts and possibly flashbacks. Uh, Yeah, a a basic answer. It's basically saying keep watching (laughs) their typical response. It is. It's give us your eyeballs so ABC continues to give us our money so we can make the show. Overall. What does it seem like the fan community is giving as a response to this direction that it looks like Once Upon a Time is taking with bringing in more Frozen elements? Do the fans seem pretty positive? What are their reactions? It's split. There's definitely an air of gimmick about this, and I think that's very recognizable. You know, everyone kind of goes, of course you brought in Frozen. It is the hit thing from Disney right now. It's... You know, yes, it's a great story, but it's nowhere near the level of iconic as maybe other Disney movies that you haven't touched or even any kind of mythology that exists outside of Disney because there is, shockingly enough, a world outside of Disney. Who would have thought, right? Right. I never would have guessed. So going into season four, I would say the fan community is you're either really, really, really excited because you ended season three on a high note and you loved everything about it or... You're kind of on the fence going, I'm going to watch, I'm going to see how I feel, and we'll go from there. Yeah. If you've been over the forums, you probably have noticed that it's, this is, I think, our quietest summer. We haven't had as much conversation going on because people are kind of trying to, I think, figure out where they stand with the show right now. Mm -hmm. I can tell you, I still love the show, but I'm just not, I wasn't a fan of seeing that it was Frozen. Yeah, it's a bit of a conflict for me as well, because it's cool that they're bringing in another fairy tale character, because the whole Snow Queen thing is a fairy tale character, but they're bringing in very specifically the Disney interpretation of it, which is very different from the original fairy tale, whereas some of the other Disney interpretations have been kind of close, but Frozen is yeah. extremely different. Yeah, And it's more like they're bringing in Frozen, not Snow Queen. Oh, Absolutely. I mean, yeah, they are. It's Elsa. Yeah. (laughs) Season four will be premiering on September 28th, both here in the U.S. and in Canada. So I've already got that in my planner, ready to go. And uh, it's going to be another split season. For those who are wondering, you're going to have 11 episodes, big break, 11 episodes. In addition to Once Upon a Time coming back then at the end of September, and we'll be back with our live initial reactions on Sunday nights after the episodes, go to oncepodcast.com slash live and you'll always be able to see our live calendar. But we've also got some cool discussions planned before the show returns. Like for one thing, we're going to review Frozen and talk about some of the elements of Frozen and what we expect to see and hope to see and some of the things that we liked and didn't like about Frozen and how that ties in with the Once Upon a Time universe, as well as I've received confirmation from Disney ABC that we'll be able to receive advanced copies of the Once Upon a Time third season DVD and Blu-ray set. And if you haven't pre-ordered yours yet, go to oncepodcast.com slash season three. We'll be talking about all of the cool extras and Easter eggs that are in that. Watch for that. 
And we have some surprises we're trying to pull together as well. So we've got a lot of stuff still going on at oncepodcast.com. And all of this is hugely made possible with your support. So I want to give a big thanks to Lisa Slack, Steve Johnson, David Newland, Kelsey Hunt, Laura Silva, Lori Hancock, Tappenbird, DJ Firewolf, Marianne Lavati, and all of our Patreon backers for your huge support that you've been giving us, even during the hiatus. We really appreciate it. It helps keep the website going, covers the expenses. And if you'd like to check out the different options for sponsoring or donating to the podcast, either a one-time donation, an automatic monthly donation, or a per-episode donation, check out those options at oncepodcast.com slash sponsor. Now, we're about to talk about the spoilers, so if you don't want to hear spoilers, you can stop listening now and you won't miss any other bits of conversation, but do be sure, let's give our Twitter handles so anyone who doesn't listen to spoilers can still follow us. Follow us on Twitter at Once Podcast, and I'm Daniel J. Lewis on Twitter at The Ramen Noodle. I'm Hunter Hathaway. You can follow me at Bit of Pixie Dust. I'm Jacqueline, and you can follow me at Punk underscore Bunny underscore 87. And now for some spoilers. Okay. Season four synopsis. The storybook residents do not know what Elsa has in store for them. Back in the past, in Elsa's kingdom of Arendelle, we will discover what happened to her, her sister Anna and Kristoff, and how and why Elsa became a prisoner of Rumpelstiltskin. And now that Emma has brought back Robin Hood's wife Marion and possibly sparked the end of Regina's relationship with him, will she return to her old evil ways and do everything in her power to get even? As the season continues, new fairy tale characters will be revealed and old acquaintances will be revisited. But not everyone can be trusted. Dun dun dun. Yep. Exciting. <laughs> it sounds like uh, we're going to be seeing a lot of Arendelle and the characters you know from Frozen. They have confirmed that they are not going to be doing necessarily the movie Frozen, but everything will be taking place after the film. So yes. don't expect an episode of the movie Frozen. Yes, everything will be taking place after. I do know in the character description for some, I think it was for Elsa, they're looking for a third, around a 30-year-old. So we're looking at probably at least 10 years after the movie. Yeah, they're, um, they're going to be aging. They do this quite a bit, though, with their Disney princesses. They age them up in order to cast an actress or an actor that has the chops to play the role. So, you know, Ariel wasn't 16, for instance. Right. And I mean, I think that's actually really helpful because it actually gets to play more of a storyline. Because if you think about it, like Snow White, I think she was only like 12 or 13 yeah. in the movie. So, or in the original storyline. So it's nice that they age them so we can actually have a storyline instead of, Going through, like, the high school age and the, oh, he's so cute phase. Yes, thank goodness. <laughs> but along with that, we do have three episode titles. Do you want to say what they are? Sure. Okay, so first up, episode 401 is A Tale of Two Sisters, and it is written by Adam Horowitz and Eddie Kitsis. The week after that, we have episode 402, White Out, which is written by Jane Espenson. And then this title was just released about an hour ago, uh, episode 403, Rocky Road, which is written by David H. Goodman and Jerome Schwartz, 
who is a writer that has come over from Once Upon a Time in Wonderland. Excellent. I can't wait. Yeah, it's <laughs> I I'm not sure if they're bringing over any other writers from Wonderland, but uh hey, you know, New Blood never hurts and some of his episodes in Wonderland were always interesting to watch. So, I look forward to seeing what he's going to do with Goodman, who's a very yeah. good writer. And we've just so if you don't remember, we have seen David H. Goodman's storylines quite a few times actually. Yes, he's he's been around on our show for quite a while now, and he's a very good writer. I tend to enjoy his episodes. So they're pairing him with uh, with Jerome, and I hope to that they do well. Yes, I cannot wait. We've got a lot of casting that has come out because... A lot of casting, guys. <laughs> Frozen is coming to Once Upon a Time. So we've got to cast pretty much the entire movie is getting recast in this show. Basically. Elsa, we've got Georgina Haig, who you will have seen from Reckless and Underbelly. And Fringe. And Fringe. That's right. I don't know why I didn't write that one out. I was a big Fringe fan. So if you watched Fringe, uh, she played Etta in season five. I, I was actually really excited at that announcement. She's a good actress. We have a newcomer to play the part of Anna. And I know I'm going to butcher her last name. Elizabeth Lael? I think so. I think it's Lael. And yeah. yeah, apparently she's like fresh out of drama school. This is her first gig. I, I saw it was her first big one. I think I saw that she had done like a short or something like that. Like one that probably no one except for a film festival has seen. Right. So, you know, congrats to her on getting such a big role. I know this is going to push her career fast. Yeah. We have Kristoff, which is, if, if you don't know the movie Frozen, is Anna's I guess you could say it's, by the end of the movie, it's her boyfriend. Yes. And it's going to be played by Scott Michael Foster, which you have, I know you've seen him. He was in Greek, and he's currently in Chasing Life. And he's got a whole, those are the most popular ones, I think. But he's yeah. got a whole list of credits. Yep. He's been pretty big over at ABC Family. He's done some stuff for them. So it's not surprising that he was picked up to play a role here on ABC. And he's a cutie, too. He's very cute. And yes. I don't, I don't know what they're gonna do with his character though. Cause okay, have you seen Greek and Chasing Life at all? I have not. Okay, in Greek he played a frat boy, and he had the longish hair, kind of like what Kristoff has in the movie. And in Chasing Life, they actually cleaned him up and cut his hair, and he looks really good. I'm like, oh, I don't know if I want him to go back to the Greek look. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's done. I saw some pictures of him. He's done both blonde and dark hair. So yes. I th I think they're probably going to go light hair with him. Yeah. To give him the Kristoff nice. look. Yeah. But I'm just thinking of the length of the hair. He looks better yeah. with short hair. But that's just me. Then we've got Hans, who is the Prince Hans of the Southern Isles. He is, I guess you could say, a villain. Um, mm -hmm. Will be played by Tyler Jacob Moore. He's had lots and lots of guest roles, if you look at his um, filmography online. But he's currently on the Showtime show, Shameless. He looks like he's got the Hans look. Yes. He look, he's a cutie, too. Yeah. Um, okay. Then we have the head of the Rock Trolls, Pabby, will be played by John Rays Davis. Who has got some serious nerd cred. Yes. And if you, have, if you don't know the name, just go ahead and read some of his play, things that he's been in. Yeah. Lord of the Rings, guys. He was Gimli. 
And he's been in Indiana Jones series. He was yep. the professor, Salia. I can't pronounce names. Salah. So Salah. Yeah. And then, of course, if you're of the younger generation, he was in Princess Diaries 2. Yes, he was. He played the evil lord. We're thinking it's probably his voice that the rock troll will probably be mm-hmm. uh, CGI. So yes. his, his nice voice. For those of you that haven't seen the movie, there are trolls, but they look like rocks when there's people around and they only make themselves seen. So they have to be able to transform very easily. It sounds crazy, but it if you see it, it makes sense. <laughs> yes. It's not like the trolls we've already met in Once Upon a Time. Yes. That live on the bridge and, yes. Okay, the one I'm most excited about, they did cast a Sven, who is a reindeer. You're so excited about the reindeer. I Come on. Did you? <laughs> Reindeers are better than people. <laughs> I, and he was done, just so much okay. fun. Sorry. First frozen joke of the night. I'm going to start <laughs> counting how many we do on podcasts now. Oh, we're just going to do let it go all the time, aren't we? Yeah, pretty much. Yes, there is a reindeer on set. He was on set the very first day they started filming. Adam was very happy about that and actually tweeted a picture of a little sign that said reindeer on set. So Sven is there. And from what I read, I think it was in an interview I read, they actually did like a casting call to to cast Sven. (laughs) Like, I I could just picture them bringing like... 15 reindeer and them going go no you don't look right like to like to a reindeer you're not friendly enough <laughs> oh, sorry okay then we have a big one of a the person we one. we don't know who this is going to be do you want to say who it is okay so they have cast lost alumna um elizabeth mitchell who played juliet on lost and was recently on the tv show revolution um and we have no idea who she's playing. Nope. They have said that she will either be the original Snow Queen or the mother of Anna and Elsa. And if you haven't seen the movie Frozen, spoiler alert, the mother is dead. So <laughs> I'm going to go out on a limb here and say this is most definitely Anna and Elsa's mother. <laughs> because, you know, dead mother who comes back to life, can you get any more once upon a time? <laughs> Yeah, I personally, I never saw Lost or Revolution, so I didn't know who she was. That's for me. No, but I did see the Santa Claus movies, and she plays Mrs. Claus. (laughs) She does. She does play Mrs. Claus. I still need to see Lost. I have it in my queue on Netflix. I will promise to watch it. There is one person that will not be getting cast. (laughs) I'm I'm so sad. I know. I'm in tears about this one. They're not casting my Olaf. I know. He's my spirit animal. I don't understand. You get your reindeer. I want my Olaf. (laughs) Olaf is awesome because he likes warm hugs. He likes warm hugs. How do you say no to that? And people are, some people are just worth melting for. I know. Yes, everyone, I did watch this movie like 10 times this weekend. And only because I was babysitting. (laughs) So, yes, we did see a couple set photos. We did get to see Hook and Emma, and they are mm-hmm. running. And there's two set photos of them running in the same clothes. And one of them, they're looking happy, and one, it looks like they're running from something. Mm-hmm. Who knows what it could be? 
there have been some other filming photos that have popped up because they were in Steveston, um, out actually in the open. A lot of times they go to a set that they've recreated, but they were out in public. So we got quite a number of filming photos. If you want to see the full extent of that, they're over in the forums um, in the season four spoilers or just ask me. I'll be there. I can tell you. It looks like the show is going to open at the exact moment that we ended with everyone in Granny's Diner. And Regina storming out in the middle of the night from Granny's. Robin chasing after her. Marion chasing after him. So it looks like we're going to be picking up right where we left off. Looks exciting. And yeah. I just, yeah, I can't wait. This is going to be a long two months. <laughs> <laughs> and Elsa is in Storybrooke. She is. And we get to see her dress and her hair. It is an exact copy of Disney's Frozen. And she looks really good. She looks the part. She does. She she looks like an adult Elsa. They I think they did a really nice job casting her. They did. And um it looks like she at some point is also running. Not sure why. Lots of running. <laughs> they must have had to work on their cardio for this season. There you go. But I can tell everyone that this Frozen line is Frozen storyline is going to be a close-ended storyline like we saw with Neverland and the Wicked Witch. So we're looking probably at having all these characters for at least the first 11 episodes. Yeah, um, a few of them will be, uh, like, for example, Hans will be cast and coming in um, in sort of around episode two or three, and then he's going to be reoccurring throughout. That's what his casting call said. But it looks like the... The big Frozen characters, like Elsa and Anna, will probably be with us between 9 and 11 episodes. Oh, exciting, exciting. Yes. Okay, let's move on to Comic-Con. Okay. So, Comic-Con happened this past weekend in San Diego, and there was a panel with everyone. And we got some good information from it, at least I think so. Yeah, we got a, a nice, some nice little tidbits and two sneak peeks. You can't say no to that. Kind of three, if you think about it. Yeah, sort of three. Sort of three, yeah. One of the questions was asked, I don't know, I don't remember if it was from the panel, or I did see some interviews afterwards with different characters. There was a whole thing about the whole Captain Swan relationship, and where are they now? Horowitz has said that there will be some challenges for them, and um, the very first obstacle is Emma's guilt over the fact she just destroyed Regina's relationship with Robin Hood, is what Kitsa said. And there is part of her that feels guilt in starting a new ram- romance of her own. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Emma's guilt's going to be, I think, plaguing her uh, for a little bit this season. So that'll be interesting to see Hook try and deal with that. And not even just that. I mean, just Emma and Regina, they were just starting to get a relationship of some yeah. sort. And now this. So how long is Regina going to hold this over Emma's head? True. Speaking of Captain Hook, uh, we have confirmation not only from Colin O'Donoghue and the writers, but also from TV Line, that Captain Hook is getting a new outfit. Yay! They are going to update his wardrobe, make him somehow 21st century pirate. I have no idea what that entails. So far, they have filmed the first... First episode is in the can, I do believe. Second episode is probably very close to being done if they're giving us the title for episode three. I think they're just starting episode three. 
Yeah. It, so the way they usually work with ca- with scripts is once you finish one episode, you get the next one for the table read. Yep. So, but his outfit hasn't been seen yet. I don't know what they're going to do. I'm going to go out on a limb and say they're going to keep him in black and leather, but it's going to be a modern black and leather. Just get rid of that 50-pound jacket. I wonder if they're going to keep the ruffles. Oh, sure. Absolutely. Put him in a modern 21st century black leather ruffle. I mean, (laughs) nothing screams sexy more than that, right? (laughs) Oh, that would be awesome. So we've got Henry's on a new journey. He will be um, taking up in the family business. And no, he is not going to be fighting and being a sheriff's officer. He's going to be working with Mr. Gold in the pawn shop. Yes, and apparently Jared and Robert just shot a very emotional scene um, of Henry and Rumpel. So... This was one of my biggest fears going into season four is that they wouldn't let Henry deal with the death of his dad, Neil. I'm hoping for more Rumple and Henry interaction. I'm hoping that they're going to try and cope with this loss together. And so I'm, I'm looking forward to this scene that uh, Henry and Mr. Gold shot together. Regina, her character, as we know, has seen growth over the years. But there's one power that she has that is going to help her this season. And that is her fireball power, especially, if I can only figure, because Frozen, Elsa, Ice. Ice. Snow. The fire is going yeah. to help her a lot. And we do know that as of episode two, she does not know Elsa. Yeah, I'm thinking that the connection, we obviously know a connection between Elsa and Rumpel. Um, there might be another surprise connection with Elsa, but it's not Regina, which is what a lot of people were expecting. Yeah. People are saying that it might be Prince Charming. Yeah, that he has at least some sort of connection to a Frozen character. It may be Kristoff, or it could be Elsa, we're not sure, but Josh Dallas. Prince Hans. Prince yeah. Charming, Prince Hans. Um, but uh, Josh Dallas did tease that there's a potential connection there. Yes. So let's move on to Rumbel. Our okay. favorite cat. We just saw them get married. So I do know that they're going to start the, their honeymoon lasts for about a week, and we're going to see some very iconic Beauty and the Beast moments. Which, there is only one iconic Beauty and the Beast moment that they really haven't done yet, that the fans have literally been screaming for. I think we're going to get the ballroom scene. I think so, too. I think we're going to get a dance scene, and I'm very happy about this. (laughs) (laughs) Rumpel loves Belle more than anything else. So we, we've already talked about that. We know he loves her. Um, and he did make a funny joke saying that he probably knows the characters from Frozen because he was one of the trolls, which would yeah. just be so <laughs> fitting of him. I could it, see that. It, it would be, yes. One of the most iconic things that we have on the show is their background music. Mm-hmm. And Eddie Kitsis and Adam Horowitz have said there will not be any of the Frozen movie music included in this, this soundtrack. Which is probably a good thing, mm-hmm. because so much of the music in Frozen is obviously vocal, it's people singing, and, you know, unless you're honestly going to get Adina Menzel to come in and belt out Let It Go, don't don't try. Just don't try. Exactly. Yeah. But the big part I thought of the panel were the three different videos that we did see. Yes. So what was the first one we got to see? The first one was um, a... Skype phone call between Josh Dallas and Jenny Goodwin. Um, she 
Skyped in to the panel. Jenny couldn't be there. Obviously, she and Josh Dallas have just had a child, little baby boy Oliver. So she was needed. They, she pretended like she was needed on set. It was a very cute scene. It's on YouTube or it's over at our forums. Um, and basically, she's pretending like she's all gung-ho. She's ready to go. She's not suffering at all from coming off of pregnancy. And at the very last possible second, you see the knave of hearts played by Michael Socha, walk in and he makes a joke about cheese puffs and Jenny reacts by hitting him with a club. <laughs> it was, was quite funny. funny. It, it, was it was very funny. But the knave, as we know, has been brought on as a full cast member for season four and he looks exactly like he did in Wonderland. He's got the leather coat. He's wearing um, what we saw him in for the most part in Wonderland. So... No idea how he's going to fit in. I personally think he's the comic relief. I think he is the quote-unquote Olaf. Yeah. That's just just me. Yeah, but it's a very cute little scene. You should go watch it. Yes. Okay, so the second uh, sneak peek was Regina. Uh, She's kind of walking down a long hallway. Doesn't she always seem to walk down long hallways? Absolutely. You know, you got to have her walking with like the dun-dun-dun music. She opens a door, you hear a man's voice saying, what do you want? And Regina says, I need my mirror. And instantly you see that it is Sidney Glass, played by Giancarlo Esposito, who will be returning for season four for at least one episode. He said that he shot one episode. He hopes to do more, but we're not sure if he's going to come back yet. Um, and Regina tells Sydney that there is someone standing in the way of her happy ending, and she needs his help. And then the last video, we finally get to see Anna and Elsa mm-hmm. in their clothing. The, Anna's wearing pretty much the same. It kind of looked like her coronation dress, a mixture between her coronation dress and her adventure dress. But they are placing flowers at two huge stones which i'm gonna guess are the gravesite of her their parents and elsa makes a comment that she has something for anna it's a surprise and it's for her wedding yeah so, so which one who is she marrying <laughs> oh, gee i wonder yeah you know i'm i'm thinking it's her wedding to Kristoff. and knowing once upon a time like i do i'm going to go out on a limb and say that this wedding is going to have some sort of issue and that it will somehow be interrupted, possibly by <laughs> Rumple with a vase that traps Elsa. <laughs> that That is my official prediction. Instead of Regina interrupting Snow and Charming, this time it will be Rumple coming in and for some unearthly reason deciding that he needs El- Elsa in a vase. <laughs> yeah, no, it looks, they look great. The characters look like the movie characters. The one thing I did notice Anna didn't have her white streak in her hair. I can't remember if it was gone by the end of the movie, but I didn't think it was. Yeah, I've heard some people say that they noticed that too, and um, our user Angie Bell seemed to suggest that at the end of the movie, the white streak is gone. So it it might be that that's actually keeping within the movie. Yeah, I don't remember. I just remember that. She had it throughout the most of the movie, and I do know the meet and greet characters in the parks have it. Ah, the only tiny little tidbit that came out of Comic-Con about maybe what's going to happen for season four, besides everything we just told you, is that the official poster 
for season four shows Main Street, the Main Street of Storybrooke with grannies and the library, but everything is encased in ice. And I'm going to go out on a limb and say that Storybrooke is actually going to be frozen, that somehow Elsa's powers are going to go off and we're going to be looking at some sort of winter type scenario uh, in this season. Oh, it looks so cool. If you haven't seen the poster, definitely go online and check it out. Yeah. Well, that's all we've got. Let's get Daniel back in here. Do you want to build a snowman? (laughs) Doesn't have to be a snowman. (laughs) Okay. Bye. Thank you so much for sharing the spoilers. I wasn't listening, so I'm not going to be spoiled. I'm, I'm holding my own expectations for what season three will be. But thank you so much for reporting those spoilers for us, Hunter and Jacqueline. Not a problem. It's fun. And we would love your feedback on this stuff that was brought up, both our non-spoiler and spoiler conversation. So please go to the show notes at oncepodcast.com slash 153 to comment on the information we brought out in this episode. And you can also send us feedback for future conversations by emailing feedback at oncepodcast.com or call and leave a voicemail at 903-231-2221 or go to the website, oncepodcast.com. We also have the hugely popular forums over there, and we'd love for you to be a part of that community, chatting about Once Upon a Time and still talking about Once Upon a Time in Wonderland a little bit here and there, and also some some great conversations going on over there. So check that all out. If you don't remember anything else, just remember the website, oncepodcast.com. Big thanks to Gribble101 and Clarinet Player for leaving kind reviews for us in iTunes. Those reviews encourage us, and they help other people find the podcast, too, so we really appreciate them. So, we've got some cool things coming up with the podcast, and about Wonderland Podcast, still don't unsubscribe yet, because we're still working on those cool surprises that we have coming over there at wonderlandpodcast.com. So, please remember to connect with us on Twitter at Once Podcast, and I'm Daniel J. Lewis on Twitter at The Roman Noodle. I'm Hunter Hathaway. You can follow me at Bit of Pixie Dust. I'm Jacqueline, and you can follow me at Punk underscore Bunny underscore 87. And until the next time, have a happy ever after, and thanks for listening. Once Podcast is a proud member of Noodle Mix Network. Find more of our award-winning and award-nominated podcasts to make you think, laugh, and succeed at noodle.mx. Big thanks to our contributors for this episode of Once Podcast. If you'd like to be a contributor and support a single episode, a month of episodes, or an ongoing automatic donation, we would really appreciate it because it helps with running the podcast and the expenses to do so please check out oncepodcast.com slash sponsor.